Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. My home is over Jordan. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church, advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message.
Uh, I'm Ethan Tovin Lindsay, a grateful member with my with Britt, Auden, Greta, Iril, a member of Epworth. Um, excited um, and nervous because we've only known the reign of Kristen, um, and we're excited for the future. Um, all right, uh, I am reading um, from the new revised standard edition of, of the a version of the Bible, um, but it's on page 120 in your um, New Testament um, in your pew Bible. <clears throat> Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed the message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. The word of the God, the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's a big pleasure for me being here. Thank God for this opportunity and our pastor as well. And thank you as well for sharing this time with me. So, April family, good morning again. 
It is wonderful to be with you this morning as we celebrate Earth Day. Um, for communities that live with a closer awareness of Earth, actually, Earth Day, it's every day. In an example I can give, it is the work of our earliest Native American communities who practice recycling and reduce um, through the reworking of stone, shell, and hide. Much of their activity was disrupted by colonization and the Industrial Revolution. Recycling may be, therefore, one of the oldest endeavors of Earth. Growing up in Nicaragua, I don't remember being taught about those terms, recycling, reuse, reuse, uh, I mean reusing and um, reducing. However, people did it unconsciously. I remember it was very common to reuse cookie boxes, big bags given in some stores, um, and we reduced them, you know, to put away some clothes in, in them, and many other things, actually. I remember also using plastic bottles in, you know, for many different uses in the farm. And I remember as well my, my uncles using very old socks, you know, for making balls to play baseball and soccer as well, yeah. Uh, and also clothes, for example, that they were like a heritage that, that passed, you know, passed down from the older sibling to the youngest. So imagine having 10 siblings and you're the youngest. <laughs> but we were very happy. We were very happy. And there was a very strong connection with our roots, with our family values, and with our Mother Earth as well. I found an article named When All Becomes New, written by Eric Singleton in 2016, for the anthropology collection of Gilcrease Museum. And this article says that recycling has always had a, a place in American history. But it wasn't until the Great Depression, then the World War II, um, followed by the rapid growth of American commercialism in the 1950s and 1960s. The recycling and repurposing of objects was common in pre prehistoric and historic American communities. Some of more common items and materials were stone, leather, beds, um, metals, shell gorgets, and many others. They were reworked into the pattern and structure of a new item. The article gives an explanation of many different old and unique creations that show signs of being recycled and being reduced. Also, there is a wake-up call for considering the meaning of recycle and see how we are connected with the past and values, resources, and lives of those who came before us. As the pastor Christine said in her weekly message for this week, we can affirm the sacredness of American Indian people, their language, their languages, their cultures, the gift to the church and to the world. And I would like to share an interesting quote by Howard Thurman, who says, God is the God of history. 
He does not stand apart as some mighty spectator, but he is in the process and the facts, ever shaping them in ways that we can understand and in ways beyond our powers to, gra to grasp. I'm glad that Thurman said that. Yes. Because I believe that God takes into account our stories and reuses history for us to recycle it into new perspectives and understandings. Now, I invite you, I invite you all to think about the connection we have with the people in history. In this case, the people from the reading of the scripture we heard today. Acts chapter 2, verses 4, four I mean, refers to a variety of different cultures and languages. Yes. The people there were sharing a common space. Maybe they had lots of conversation. They shared different food and so on. They were visited by the Holy Spirit of the divine. Yes. In my opinion, it is very similar to what the United States looks like today. Yeah. We have many people from around the world, which makes this country so, so rich in knowledge, cultures, languages. It is a very diverse and intercultural country. Mirroring the diversity in Jerusalem's in today's story. The verses 36 and 41 describes Peter's first sermon. He was speaking to thousands of people from different countries. And he was encouraged to start a sermon because there were some people who criticized and made fun of those who looked and spoke differently. And they thought that the apostles were drunk. It seems they hadn't had that encounter with the divine love. So this story um, took place from 50 days before, I mean 50 days after the events of Holy Week, during the Jewish festival of Pentecost, which name comes from that number 50. If the Christian church has spent centuries trying to understand what happened during Holy Week and what it meant. Imagine what um, it was like for those individuals gathered there. Many of them probably heard Jesus, yeah. But their opinions of him were likely varied. Some didn't like him because he was radical in his teaching and actions. In his sermon, Peter tells them that Jesus is a very special man. Yeah, we can tell that. Amen? Who contradicted the norms of society concerning the clean and unclean. He called into question all the moral distinctions upon which society was based in that time. After Peter explaining who Jesus was, he told them, Jesus is the man you nail in the cross. He called out the fact that some of them had been complicit in the Roman occupier's execution of Jesus. Probably, Peter added, 
you are guilty. Allow, uh, you allow for an innocent person to be killed. You show, uh, he showed love and mercy to you, and you close your heart. Repent. So I do have a question. How does it feel when someone reminds you of that ugly past and mistakes you have made? As a nation, we are being called into account as we remember the sins of origins of this nation, the genocide of native communities, communities the enslavement of African descent people, the exploitation of generations of immigrants. Those people who heard Peter, um, Peter's sermons, of course, I, I think they felt guilty. They felt very, very, very sorry. And they asked themselves, what should we do? What should we do? I don't know, probably the expression of their face is, what should we do? They repented from what they did. Yeah, they did it. How, but how do we go from repentance to action as nation and as a church as well? The good news with all this is that God didn't stand apart as the mighty spectator in the life of those people. He didn't. But God was in the middle of the process. God took those sins and he recycled those mistakes and reduced them, uh, reused them to make a new pattern, a new understanding, a new perspective, a new hope, a new faith. And he reduced those, thing, those sins into nothing. This promise of forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit was not just for the people in Jerusalem only. It is still a promise for all of us here, for our children and their children, for the people from different cultures, for the world, for the ones who uh, the divines called. Forgiveness and reconciliation are, more, are much more complex for a nation, especially when the inequalities remain. Um, it will take a learning from Native communities, from the earth itself, to learn how we might repent, recycle, reduce, reuse. That work takes a lot of time a willingness for transformation, and even letting go of privilege. But I wanted to share something important as well. The power of love on the cross that can make, can make a huge difference in every person. Through this mighty love, Jesus, in his poverty, had the power to make many rich. In his hunger, he had the capacity to fill others. In his capacity to grieve, he had the power to bring joy, forgiveness, and wellness to others. Jesus recycles our sins for showing, for showing us his grace. 
and He reuses His mercy to reach us every single day and never reduces His love for us and for this world. A beautiful friend of mine and a beautiful friend of all of us here in this church told me something very important that I always remember. Your talent is a gift from God. What you do with it is your gift to God. So I add to this thought, this gift can be recycled. So let's recycle it. Let's reuse it and don't reuse it. So dear brothers and sisters, let's continue sharing the gospel of God, the gospel of love. Amen. Amen. Thank you. my God, when I am lost in wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy path throughout the universe displays. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. I wonder, consider all the worldly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou
God's own child, not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in that on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bed and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! Amen. You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online Connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. Travel line in life, my friends, and think of what you're for. Of all the things we think we need when others need them more. Like minivans and microwaves that dream house with a view. While 60,000 starve each day. Each one like me, like you. Each one like me and you. Jesus says, take no bread for the journey. Jesus says, take no bread for the road. Walk lightly on the earth. Creation has made us a home. Take nothing but love when you roam. The minivan, that microwave, may make the road seem right. 
Your comfy dream house with the lawn may make your load seem light. But friends, the whole world craves our life and all can't live the way you do. The water and the power you dare keep fish and farmers too. God's others need them too. Jesus says, take no bread for the journey. Jesus says, take no bag for the road. Talk lightly on the earth. Creation has made us a home. Take nothing but love when you roam. Take out to the road, my friends, authority to heal. And power to put a stop to lies that break the common wheel. Compassion to anoint the wounds that scars God's land, the people's soul. The strength to keep on keeping on till all the earth be whole. Until God's earth is whole. Jesus says, take no bread for the journey. Jesus says, take no bread for the road. Walk lightly on the earth. Creation has made us a home. Take nothing but love when you roam. Let's sing that again. Jesus says, take no bread for the journey. Jesus says, take no bread for the road. Walk lightly on the earth. Creation has made us a home. Take nothing but love when you roam.